I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 76 of the podcast. Happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, it's Friday, and I hope everybody listening down in the Carolinas are staying safe from the wrath of Hurricane Florence. I have a brother down there myself who's riding it out, so I pray that he and his wife weather the storm okay. My brother Cliff is a very big reader like myself, so I'm sure he's cuddled up with a good book. And speaking of reading, I hope that you guys have enjoyed my last two guests on the podcast. I was fortunate enough to have best-selling authors Sean Parnell and Brad Meltzer on episodes 74 and 75, respectively. So please go back and take a listen to those if you have not done so yet. They both have new books that came out. Sean Parnell with Man of War and Brad Meltzer with I Am Neil Armstrong. So please go check out those books and check out episodes 74 and 75. All right, today on the podcast, I have an entrepreneur whose company Strike Force Energy has exploded with success. And my guest knows just a thing or two about explosions himself. He is a former member of the Navy SEALs. Sean Matson will be joining me here in just a moment. So please stick around for that. And coming next week on the podcast, I will be joined by first class father and Hall of Fame NFL megastar. You may know him as primetime. Deion Sanders will be right here on First Class Fatherhood. So come on, dads, lock it in, subscribe to the podcast where every day is Father's Day and we are celebrating fatherhood and family values. I got to say thank you so much to all my listeners out there who continue to shower me with support. And I got to give a huge shout out to my latest monthly contributors, Earl Hunter of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Kevin Rhodes of Wichita, Kansas. Thank you so much for your support, guys. It is greatly appreciated. Right now, I'm going to smack you with a quick spot on how you could become a contributor to the podcast. And then I'll be right back on the other side with former Navy SEAL, Sean Matson. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now is a First Class Father, a former member of the elite U.S. Navy SEALs, He is the president of Strike Force Energy, which has revolutionized the energy drink marketplace. It is a great honor for me to say, Sean Matson, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. How you doing? Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Looking forward to it. All right. Let me hit you with a few questions here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I got two kids. Uh, My daughter is uh, Shelby and she is nine. And then my son is uh, five. Uh, But... If he were here right now, he'd tell you he's talking a hat. So. <laughs> I bet he would. I love that kind of philosophy in a five-year-old. Uh, please tell me, what kind of sports or activities are the kids into? Uh, they are into a little bit of everything right now, as you know, most young kids try to do. They try to play around different sports. So, you know, Shelby's played basketball, loves swimming. Softball is kind of a new thing right now that she's been playing around with in both seasons. She really just enjoys being outdoors and playing different sports and, and trying new things. So, um, And then Tyler, uh, he has done swimming before, um, but his big thing right now is a t-ball and baseball. 
So he this will be his first year getting to move up to Coach Pitt's baseball. So he's all excited about that. And I think he also might play some basketball later this fall. Awesome. Now, do you coach the kids at all, or do you do more of the coaching from the sideline? I have coached, uh, and then I do the sideline thing. I try to help out, be active with them in, in the different sports. Um, obviously, played different sports uh, growing up, but finally, uh, like later on in middle school time frame, I, I figured out you know that I was not going to go anywhere with basketball or football, so I stuck with a sport that I could progress in and that was swimming okay very cool i'm sure that went a long way to help you in your career did you uh, have your kids while you were still serving in the navy so uh, got off active duty in 2015 so both my children were uh born and they both went through you know, my daughter went through a couple of deployments my son went through one all right walk me through what were some of the challenges or differences being an operator before having kids and then being one as a father um i guess the, the biggest thing a lot of things get put in perspective very quickly with it. My daughter, my son really didn't understand what was going on, but my daughter, especially in my last appointment, um, had a better idea of what was going on, and she understood more about it. You know, you could tell that uh, it affected her in, in a little bit. I was able to FaceTime with him and Skype with him as, as much as I could. I also uh, record reading books and I'd send them to her. There's a lot of different applications and websites out there that help you connect with your kids. And so I would try to take advantage of those as much as possible. I, you know, created her own little book that was me to her and, you know, things, things like that to, to keep them um, at ease with everything going on and, you know, not understand why, you know, dad's not home every day. Okay, reading is something that's very big with me. Do you read to your kids? What what books do you read with your kids? Um, we do. Um, my, my daughter Shelby's into more chapter books now, and uh, my son, you know, likes car books and sports books. And so we, we, we do it uh, each day. One of the dynamics of my last deployment, basically, my now ex-wife, her and I were split during that last deployment. You know, that threw in a whole other dynamic, and then we... Uh, later on got a divorce after that. Both my kids have had to, you know, go through that as well. Um, after, you know, transitioning out of active duty, uh, now they have two households, but they've uh, been able to get into a really good routine at both places. And, you know, we try to make it as easy as possible for them, understanding that, you know, they're the one that has to, you know, go back and forth between the two lifestyles. Yeah, that's awesome, man, to hear the way that you're handling that situation, which is the best possible way for the children. Uh, I commend you for that. What are some of the lessons that you learned in the teams or in your military career that you can directly apply to fatherhood? <laughs> um, you know, I, I guess in the military, you know, you're you're always asked to do do a lot of things with, you know, little resources and, and things to just kind of um, have that mindset to figure it out and move forward. So, you know, there's been a lot of times where, you know, you're just not 100% sure exactly if this is the right decision or the right thing. You just kind of, you know, you're, you're making your, I'll say, best guess. You're you know, using gut. You're using how you were raised um, and then making, you know, decisions on them, but also uh, decisions uh, that you have to apply to them. And um, But then, I, you know, I try to communicate that at the level that they can understand it, too, that, you know, it's just, you know, just how things are and, you know, this is why we're doing certain things, you know, but also not making it so that, you know, they're, they're stressed or dwelling on, on things. So, 
And those are, those are really, I mean, you learn that in the military very quickly, you know, being a leader, um, you know, that you have to convey that message down to the guy, whatever the leadership's telling you. And sometimes, you know, you might agree with it or disagree with it, but you have to convey that and, and make sure that, you know, you kind of can take that, I don't want to call it stress, but you're taking that um, message and carrying it down to them and um, ultimately asking them to execute on it. Well said. All right, you're the president of an amazing company with an awesome product. What can you tell my listeners and I about Strikeforce Energy? Strikeforceenergy.com is is where you can find it. Uh, You know, we designed it and we built it as a healthier alternative to your typical canned energy drink. Uh, You can mix it with any beverage, so water, tea, beer, liquor, uh, you put it right into whatever beverage you want, and it creates a um, energy drink, essentially. But it's sugar-free, calorie-free. It's got uh, healthy levels of vitamin B6 and B12. Um, when you pour it into a bottle of water, it stays clear. So just less less ingredients that your body has to try to process. But TrekPlusEnergy.com has everything there. We're also on Amazon as well. Awesome, man. What a great idea. And it really brings something different and something new to the whole energy drink market. Uh, tell me, Sean, did you always have this entrepreneurial bug in you as a kid, or is this something that came later on for you? I've always had a, a bug in me where if I couldn't figure out how to do something, I would try to learn or try to surround myself with other people that knew how to do it and learn from them or basically just create teams and network and build. And so, you know, that's ultimately how I got into you know, being an entrepreneur, my business partner and I, Zach Steinbach, who's a SEAL, he and I were traveling together during training and, you know, saw a cargo net system for the military and were just blown away by how cumbersome and awful <laughs> it was. And, um, you know, we flew for eight hours and he and I sat beside each other on the back of a C-130 and redesigned our entire, uh, you know, entire cargo net system. And that was our first product we ever brought to market. Funny part is, is we haven't sold one of them yet. We have the passport. I enjoy figuring problems out and solving them and moving forward. Good stuff. All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. All right, what kind of advice do you have for the father that's out there listening who has an idea for a company of his own or maybe a product that he wants to start creating, but he can't seem to find the time? What kind of advice, especially maybe a father or maybe a veteran out there that wants to get a business started, but he doesn't really know how to go about it? Do it. Uh, Don't be afraid of it. Um, You know, a lot of the things you learned in the military uh, do apply to the business world. It's just a different language. Um, When you look at, you know, I've heard other people talk about this, and, you know, I'll, I'll reiterate it, but it's like your business plan is a five-paragraph op order. So mission, uh, you know, uh, situation, mission, execution, admin, communication, I mean, that's a business plan. And, and you can break down all of those individual five-paragraph op orders into, you know, details and tasks and um, and start moving forward with a, with a business plan. But ultimately, you know, especially if you, um, you know, as a father, as a uh, you know, and I have kids, um, you know, if they're younger than five and you're worried about missing time with them, like, it's not the time to worry because, you know, they're probably not going to remember much. As they get a little bit older, they're going to start remembering things like, okay, hey, dad wasn't there a lot. So um, it is very 
stressful and very time-consuming, but uh, the flexibility that I have is tremendous because you know, I am my own boss, so if I want to go have lunch with my kids, um, I schedule it and I make it happen. Uh, so that's one thing that I, I love to do. I, I usually eat with my, my kids a couple times a month. Um, I try to make every sporting event that they're at um, and, you know, basically work my travel if I can um, around my time with them. So there are some times where it just doesn't work out, but for the majority of the time, uh, you know, that's my priority and I, I, I make that happen. Yeah, you know what, Sean, I think the idea of being your own boss is something that really appeals to many of us, but few of us want to take the time to, to put in uh, to what it takes for something like that. If they're, when they're at school, right, uh, that's plenty is great time that you can devote to the business and then as soon as they go to sleep it's just really it's done time management and you having to you know dedicate that i, I use different uh, scheduling apps and different things to help for, uh you know do my time management but one of them is you know when i have time with my kids i don't i, I don't take conference calls and i don't you know uh, you know inevitably there are some times that it just happens but um if i'm with my kids i don't get a call so um, I, can, I can do that when I don't have them. Yeah, time management is something that I definitely struggle with big time with four kids. I think many dads struggle with it as well. And one thing I struggle with with the time management with the kids is technology and tech time and TV time. So how do you handle the TV time with your kids? Are they into Fortnite, YouTube? How do you handle it? <laughs> um, I, well, one, I don't have TV. I don't have cable at my house. Um, I, if, if the kids want to, uh, they get two hours, um, of screen time a day. And so they get to choose when, when they use that time, if they want to watch YouTube or something like that or whatever, that's, that's on them. If they want to watch a movie, that, that's what they get to do. Um, but ultimately I, I, I think there's a lot of programs, a lot of things are educational and can teach kids stuff. I mean, honestly, you know, the future of YouTube and video gaming is just incredible. And, you know, I know for me it's so hard to kind of fathom that, you know, there are kids out there that are making millions and millions of dollars each year by posting videos, you know, that I mean, the family helps them and stuff like that. It becomes a family business at the end of the day for them. But, you know, and, and my kids watch them. And, you know, so I, I, I support that if my kid wants to do a youtube video or a channel like i would support that it's the future and the future is now <laughs> yeah it's funny to hear you talk about that because one of the reasons that i'm even here speaking with you right now is because my kids want to be youtubers so i kind of wanted to explore it a little bit and learn about it and try to help them out with it and the youtube process the whole filming thing was very very time consuming and that's when i found podcasting and this whole podcasting platform and that's why i'm here now well, and what I told my daughter, uh, again, she's nine, so what I told her, if she wants to have a YouTube channel, uh, I will support it, I will help her with it. She she posted one or two videos, uh, just kind of family and friends, but I, I was clear that if she wanted to do it, then she had to learn how to do video editing. So I sat down and I showed her some basic principles of photo editing. So again, it's, it's one of those things, it's like, if she wanted to continue that, she could be one that became, you know, self-taught and learning how to do it by other YouTube videos and other things, but, you know, playing around with her own channel and building. And, and you kind of can see that in some of these people that have massive YouTube channels, go, go watch their first video. Um, and, 
it's horrible, you know, compared to, you know, the, the, the ones that have millions and millions and millions of views now. It's like, you can tell they did a horrible job editing it and there's no, you know, like there's kind of this putting together and then something clicked and it's just a consistency piece, a common message and then, you know, there's enough people watching them that they're going to build a following. Definitely time consuming. My, my middle son struggles with this a lot because he thinks that uh, it's something that he could just get in front of the camera and fool around and goof around. And he doesn't want to hear about the, the hard work that goes into it, the technical aspects and, and be patient with the whole process. But, but and, and as you know, though, it could take two, three, four, five years before you make, a, you know, your first million dollars in a, in a business, if you ever make a million dollars in a business. So, you know, that's also to take into account whether you start a brick and mortar business or, you know, um, uh, you know, an energy drink company or, you know, a YouTube channel, it takes time and it takes effort. And if you're not willing to put the time and effort into it, it's never going to grow to what it could grow to. And that's just, that's just the bottom line. And it's like, it's that, it's that sacrifice that you have to make and time commitment and, the other sacrifice is, is not just time, but, you know, you, you might not get paid for, for some time and you'll have to pay other people way before you pay yourself. <laughs> um, all right. Tell me, I know you said you were divorced. Uh, what, what's your situation like right now? And are you planning to have more kids? I am actually uh, remarried. Uh, I have a beautiful wife, Samantha. Um, and, yes, we are um, looking to have more kids at some point. Um, it's, it's one of those funny things that like when we don't have my kids, um, you know, we, we obviously miss them tremendously and, and things are off. Like, it's actually kind of nice that, you know, we can have our own time and then, and then we have our kids, like it's a whole different dynamic. And so, but uh, we, we do want to have our own kids and we just kind of, we'll figure that out when it comes, but uh, let's say within the next year, year ish, year and a half, we'll, we'll have kids. Awesome. I love to hear that. We definitely need more good people in the world. So best of luck to you and your wife on that. All right. I always like to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice could you give to the new father or to that about to be dad that's out there listening? Go buy yourself some strike force. It'll help you stay awake. (laughs) Very good. Uh, No, honestly, that's just a joke. But seriously, I uh, I mean, it's so much fun. Um, You know, take pictures. Um, be with them, take pictures, videos. Uh, I mean, obviously with the digital age, I mean, you really can't, uh, get enough of it because it's so fun to go back and see, um, how fast, I mean, they grow up so fast in it. And I know people always say that and, you know, sometimes they say in that, but, you know, you're always like, oh man, I just wish they could do this or, oh, I wish they would do this. And then when they get there, you're like, you're always wishing the next thing, like, oh, man, I can't wait till they can crawl. Oh, I can't wait till they can walk. I can't wait for this. And it's just like, man, just enjoy the little the time that you got with them and, and the different phases that they're in because it, it's, it's so much fun. And then once, once they're out of that stage, you're, you're not getting it back. No doubt. We are on our fourth one, and she's four already, and time is marching on. And time has run out for me. That's all I got for you here. I'm going to wrap this up. I would like to say thank you very much for giving me a few minutes of your time right here on First Class Fatherhood. Oh, I appreciate the time again, out, and uh, look forward to hearing it. You bet. Sean Matson, everyone. I'll be right back after a quick spot. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I have to say a special thank you once again to Sean Madsen for giving me a few minutes of his time. And I do apologize for some of the sound quality during that interview. 
I had been experiencing some technical difficulty during our phone exchange there. I have since figured out what the problem was, and we will not be having that issue moving forward. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. And please come back for episode 77 on Monday. I will be finishing off this round of Navy SEAL interviews with former frogman Brent Gleason. Also next week on the podcast, I will be joined here by former NFL Hall of Famer and two-time Super Bowl champion, Deion Sanders. So come on, dads, hit that button, subscribe to the podcast, and please share this podcast with any father that you know. Fatherhood rocks, family values. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We're fathers, and we are not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Your half-truths and